so Leah's like, I mean, they're totally suggestions for me too. I mean, how far? And I was like, okay, so this was last week, which for us would have been like September 1st or something, August 31st, something around there. And I was like, um, the expiration date is like July 18th. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was, there was a gap. <laughs> That's I was expecting it to be significantly yeah. expired. Yeah. Yeah, I Leah was expecting goes, it to be like a couple days. Leah goes, um, <laughs> I think that's a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> young SAO, welcome to Afternoon of Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists, and your K-Romance guides. So grab some deck bokey and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. Oh, we're all free I back know, together. Yay. <laughs> yay. So I just finished eating my breakfast of, or my dinner of champions, which I did not draw attention to, which was a bowl of Cheez-Its and a glass of whiskey. <laughs> I had a bowl of cereal and now I'm drinking wine. <laughs> Amy, hold it down as a grown up. What did you um, have? I had scrambled eggs on toast. <laughs> And okay, yeah, I mean, you're already doing better than I, I did scrambled eggs on toast and um, some chicken bacon. I had breakfast for dinner. Okay. And I'm drinking. Okay. I've literally never drinking heard water. of chicken bacon. Like turkey bacon. But I've never chicken. heard of chicken bacon. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I've heard of turkey bacon. Yeah, there's bacon, this one brand um, that I like. It's called El Fresco. I'm not sponsored by them. I just like the El Fresco chicken bacon. So there you go. Okay, I'm gonna try it. But El Fresco, we we are we're open, open for to you yes, we're open for sponsors. So if, you, if Bacon wants to sponsor this podcast, please do. Bacon. So I run. Um, I run a food pantry at my work. It's the oldest food pantry in um at my university. Uh, I didn't found it, but like you know, I've it's part of my job description. And so <laughs> I made, I made a clerical error. And one of my fears has been making a clerical error with the food pantry. Like ordering too much? Because, yeah, like ordering too much of something. Yeah. Because, mm. um, it's just like, you know, I'm not great with numbers. And so <laughs> we have an arrangement with a food bank and then also with our farm. And the farm will just bring what they're going to bring. And it's always exciting. Like just they cook, they grow a lot of, unusual vegetables like today they had like tongue of flame green beans which were like white and purple like they have a lot of fun food that they bring to us but the food pantry like you know every two weeks i have to put an order i finally did the fuck up like i've been worried i would do a fuck up i did the fuck up today so the fuck up was i or <laughs> i thought i was ordering 18 cases of hummus which is a robust amount of hummus like that's a lot i ordered a hundred and eight cases of hummus (laughs) we got an entire pallet of hummus delivered to us and not only was it hummus it was frank's red hot hummus (laughs) (laughs) oh my i didn't know there was a frank's red hot hummus i'm same i will say i have kind of gotten over hummus lately like i feel like it's like a thing that's around a lot but like i will say like for me personally hummus is done for me personally, I, <laughs> I eat it every day for lunch. And I, every day. so, okay, so I tried the Franks to, cause I was like, basically our facility guy, I would think like, the Franks tried, might he, like, be saw, good. Yeah, so he saw me standing there with it, looking like, what the fuck am I gonna do? And he's right. like, I'll take a case. And I'm like, please do. So he took it, and then I saw him come outside. I'm like, how was it? And he's like, mm, not so good. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> 
So he comes back later and I'm like, okay. And there were like four of my colleagues from work there. I'm like, let's all try it together and like YouTube video it. Like we're all going to try it at the same time. And then we're going to give kind of like our like thoughts and feels on it. So we all found a green bean. We opened it up. We tried it. And I was like, you know what? This brings hummus back for me because it's like, I felt like the Franks kind of took over the hummus. I would think in it a would, yeah. And it's not that I, and it's not that I don't like hummus. It's just that like, I'm bored of hummus. I've had hummus for so long that it's like, I am bored of it. But the Franks gave it like, there was a lot of vinegar on the front end with like some real spicy on the back end. And so I'm just saying hummus, if you want to, <laughs> Sabres hummus, if you want to sponsor us, I'm here to shill you because at the end, every single person that walked into that food pantry tonight, I was like, I feel like I was like a street hawker. I'm like, if hummus, you're here, come take the hummus. Take the case of hummus. Take the case of oh hummus. My God. You can try it with Cheez-Its. You can try it with green beans. You can try it with <laughs> carrots. And people were like, and then people were walking in like, I've heard about the hummus. I'm like, but have you? Have you heard the good news about the hummus? <laughs> so I there still, still have, like, is there still hummus Have you heard left? the good word? Dude, I still have like 72 cases left. That's a shit ton, dude. <laughs> luckily, luckily they don't go bad until September 19th. I've frozen some. I looked it up. It says don't freeze on the box. So I was like, I debate this. So I Googled it and it was like, if it's in a case, you can freeze it. So I freezed a bunch and then I'm just going to have to like rehome the rest. Rehome. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, this is my responsibility. <laughs> I'm like, what I, programs can we have with Frank's Red Hot Hummus? How much, oh, like, I can't, I can't picture, like, how many tubs of hummus are in a case? So not that, so six. Okay. But you got six but times 72. Six times, no, six times, well, yeah, six times 108 to start. That's a shit ton, <laughs> dude. Oh my god! It's a it's a robust number of hummuses. Oh my god, hummuses! <laughs> and then somebody I'm, came in today and was like, oh, "Do you have garbanzo beans?" I was like, "Well, in a processed form with beans right now." So I was ridiculous. I should have had a microphone. Like shoppers on aisle twelve, we have hummus. And somebody was like, "Why did this happen? Like, why do we have so many?" I'm like, "I don't know. I mean." We were blessed by the we like someone, by <laughs> someone, someone added a zero between the one and the eight. I don't know who it would be except the only staff member that puts in an order. <laughs> I have, I'm, I'm surprised that the expiration date was, is the 19th because that's not very far away. I, oh, I was like, that's great for a pantry, honestly. Usually we're doing it like one day yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I always think that like expiration dates are. Okay, you wrote me. Let's. Yeah, it's a constant debate in our household because Neil, if it's even like close to the expiration date, meaning like the expiration date could be five days away, and Neil's like, I don't know if we should use this. I'm like, Are you fucking <laughs> five days before the expiration? <laughs> yeah. Date? No. Whereas I am like, I give things like a good week after. Like I'm, I'm a big sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> so I messaged Leah today. <laughs> <laughs> or no, the other uh, the other day I it was recently, Leah. yeah. Because uh, yeah, well, she's the only one I know that like regularly uses tofu. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so Leah, I have like, like how how much do I have to pay attention to like the expiration date of tofu? <laughs> and Leah's 
and Leah's like, well, I mean, I, I mean, I think expiration dates are suggestions too, which again, I knew Leah would also think that way. That's why I messaged her because I was like, Amy's probably like, oh yeah, it's I wouldn't like, know. No, I wouldn't know anything about tofu anyway, though. Right, but you're the type of person that actually pays attention to expiration dates. Uh, and I sniff I know the milk Leo- if it's a few days after. Do I still you? use it. Yeah. Okay. So. Leah's like, I mean, they're totally suggestions for me, too. I mean, how far? And I was like, okay, so this was last week, which for us would have been like September 1st or something, August 31st, something around there. And I was like, um, the expiration date is like July 18th. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was, there was a gap. <laughs> that's a significant, it to that's be, significantly yeah. expired. Yeah. Yeah. I was it expecting goes, it to be like a couple days. Leah goes, um, I think that's a little too late. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Like, maybe I, like, knew that. And I also have a confession. I hope my, my son can't hear me because today he wanted a a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And, like, I took the, the grape jelly out. It's like the squeezable container. And there was just, like, a little bit of mold on the top. So I just squeezed. I just cut off the top and still made it oh if, the, if you can remove the mold everything else yeah. is still usable <laughs> yeah okay good thank Fair. you yeah. thank you for validating because i was Absolutely. I, I couldn't show him because he's like really weird about that stuff Did, so is he like, neil, is he neil related <laughs> yeah because neil would be like oh no that whole thing needs to be thrown away and i'd be like mm, does it <laughs> no like just if i bought a pack of cheese and like the top one has mold on it but everything else is fine oh, just throw that piece yeah, of it cheese. take it yeah. off yeah i mean who hasn't done that with bread? Like you just you just cut Take off the crusty out the part parts. that's yeah. moldy. See, this is why we're friends. Yeah, we're not going to say goodbye to the whole no. thing. No, I have no idea how to segue. You know what's moldy <laughs> is Leah you know Leah's promises. <laughs> <laughs> Leah's promises. <laughs> I'm going to pour another drink. I think for this. <laughs> This is after, this is after I roasted myself in the comments of the script and Amy wrote, no, don't do this to yourself. Hey, it's, it's a good thing. segue though. Come on. It is. It's a good segue. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have 19 poor reasons. <laughs> do you have 19 I reasons? I haven't watched this jump. I mean. You should have written down back. 19 reasons. That would have been fun. I I could pop off with them, but. Yeah, they're, they're, none of them are good. So let's, <laughs> none of them justify me doing what I have done. And Okay, but let me just say, let me, well, okay, I am going to non sequitur and then bring us back, which is, I've been wandering a little bit in drama because I had, okay. I had a, a, Japanese BL experience that was transcendental and I had a really hard time like coming back. Yeah. So I've tried. And I few- understand because yeah. I watched it too. Yeah. So yeah. I've tried a few and just like nothing was like taking. And so I looked up on our Patreon. I asked a question of like, what's the last time a show left you with a big hangover? Another segue is we got called out by one member that was like, why does it have to be called a hangover? Because when something's really good, should it be a hangover? Or should we have like another word? Mm. I think we should have another I word. I get that. I, agree. I get that. Yeah. Me too. Home, homework assignment. I also challenged them to find another word. <laughs> so I was like, you know, but yes, I agree with that. But, um, one that I noticed coming up. So I noticed 
Hidden Love coming up a lot, yes. which I am going to watch. Same. But I kind of want to watch that with both of you. But another one that um, Sarah from K-Drama This and a few other folks have mentioned a few times to me is called Call It Love. It's uh, on an app, Hulu. With, but I was also like, I've been wanting to watch Moving, and that's on Hulu, too. So I was like, last night I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get the free app. Oh, you don't like have Hulu? I have Hulu. I haven't had, no, I haven't had Hulu because I have so many. I feel like way, right way now. back I watched, I think I watched Secretary Kim on Hulu. Yeah, I probably, I mean, I, I bounce in and out yeah. of Hulu. Hulu, if you want to sponsor me, I'll never bounce out of you again. Um, but <laughs> right now I bounce in and out. Well, like do I watch Disney the Plus? Like you should be, like Hulu and Disney are a package. <sighs> yeah, but we have like some real issues with our Disney account, which I won't bore you with. Okay. And so, um, not issues like morally, <laughs> issues like functionally working for us. And so. Um, <laughs> moral opposition. Yeah, I don't know moral Disney opposition to Disney. Um, and so. Anyway, last night I started it. Hangover busted. 1.15 episodes in. I'm like, like half an episode in, I was like, hangover lifted like a cloud. Wait, call, call it, it love, love or moving? Covet love. Call it love. Call, call it, love. it love. Okay, because yeah, they our Patreon has been on us for months to watch that. So I'm glad you're watching it. Yeah, I want to so watch I it. I really, really, really liked it. My segue back, I forget. <laughs> I have like a needle to thread to come back to 19th life. It's fine. I've dropped fine. the thread. Look, here's the thing. We promised our listeners that we would do a podcast on it. And we are. Amy and I both watched it. And we have a lot of things to say about it. And I'm here to listen avidly. No, you're going to read all that you wrote for the beginning because you're going to participate yeah. and you're going to ask yeah, all the of questions. Course, of course, of course. Yeah. Because you're going to <laughs> You are not going to be a bystander <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> I'm like the... I'm you're like... not a spectator. Who's the character from uh, My Semantic Error who did the group work? Like, that didn't do the group work? Right. <laughs> <laughs> she left. Oh my she gosh. left her partners to do all the work. Yeah. Wait, real quick. I do have to tell you. So I, I edited last. So last week's podcast was about forced proximity. And I, I, it was my turn to edit and I'm editing it. And I realized that I was talking about our dating sim, the, the, the drama, but in the podcast, I called it semantic error, which are two different podcasts. And I'm clearly talking about our dating sim, but I said semantic error twice. So did you re-record yourself saying the right thing? So I re-recorded myself saying our dating And it never sounds right. It It sounds so I've done it before. It never sounds like if you ever, if you ever listen to our podcast and you're like, wow, that really does not sound like the rest of the pod. It's because we re-recorded a word or something. But it's like I had to. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it was clearly the wrong drama. And a lot of people have seen both of these dramas. They would have been like, oh my God, she's talking about the wrong drama. Mm-hmm. And I caught the mistake, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it sounds so stupid. All of a sudden, you're like my dating sim. <laughs> no, seriously, it's like it's like hello guys, our dating sim. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. So I'm sorry to everyone, but like I felt like it was better to be right. You know? Yes. Right. Look, right. we we are the producers of the podcast. We are the editors of the podcast. We are the audio engineers of the podcast like we we are not professionals folks no we are just figuring this shit out and so yeah sometimes we're not going to sound right because we fixed a yeah. mistake 
And Audacity crashed on me like three times. I don't know. It was like hating me. I like restart my own computer. It was fine. It's fine. But it was just really funny because I was like, I cannot believe I messed up the, I think the names are just, both of them are sort of like these like weird, I don't know. Anyway, it's fixed. It just sounds weird. (laughs) All right. Take it away, Leah. I am taking it away (laughs) Um, in a second. Mm -hmm. In one more second than that. It's coming, okay. though. I'm taking it away. We're just building up the your, enthusiasm. My God, you're edging us so hard right now. She can't find the tab. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> I, I am right now just making you shudder with anticipation. <laughs> <clears throat> Published between June 5, 2020 and September 24, 2022. See you in my 19th life also known under various alternative titles such as Let's Meet in the Next Life and Please Take Care of Me in This Life as Well was a popular romance manhwa or Korean comic by E. Hai, and it explores the themes of reincarnation. So this author is also known for popular webtoons A Good Day to Be a Dog and Divine Bells. And I'm going to do a quick pullover because today I noticed something that came through the internet and I'm pulling it up. And that is that uh, Cha Eun Woo and Park Yu Young are also going to be in A Good Day to Be a Dog, which is an upcoming romantic drama coming to NBC this October. Fun fact. Thank you. Oh. You are welcome. <laughs> Now I need to find my tab again. So just one more moment, just to sit, there, just marinate in that excitement for a minute while I find my tab again. <laughs> you, don't you have your tabs for this pod right next to each other? That I that would make the most sense. Okay, let's just. Mm, I don't know where it went. La, la, la. <laughs> okay, we're back. Keeping this all so. in. <laughs> It came out as a K-drama in June 2023 and was adapted by Choi Young-rin, who has no other dramas to their credit on Asian Wiki, according to my sleuthing, just a sole movie from 2013. It was directed by Lee Na-jung, who also directed Mine, Love Alarm, Fight for My Way, and Oh My Venus. And this drama took over the spot occupied by Tale of the Nine-Tailed 1938, and it stars Anbo Hyun and Shinhai Sun. From Asian Wiki, for her 19th life, she begins to live as Bon Jiyum, played by Shinhai Sun. Whenever she is reborn from age 8 to age 12, she begins to remember all of her previous lives. After that, she lives her life with memories from all of her previous lives. She hates remembering all of her previous lives, and whenever she faces the end of her life, she hopes that she will never be reborn or remember her previous lives. In her 18th life, when she was Yoon Juwan and 12 years old, she met a kid named Moon Soha. They became very close in her current 19th life. And as Bon Jiyum, she again meets Moon Soha, played by An Bo Hyun. He is now all grown up. Bon Jiyum is fully aware of who Moon Soha is and approaches him with affection. Meanwhile, while Moon Soha was a kid, he lost people that he loved, including his first loved, his first love, Yoon Juwan. Since then, he has refused to have relationships with other people. His life changes due to the appearance of the strange woman named Bon Jiyum. So we're going to start first with a non-spoiler section. 
to discuss broad themes of the drama, and then we will move with indication to a spoiler section. So to begin with, Megan and Amy, (laughs) what drew you in about this drama? And then what kept you invested? Um, I'm going to go with An Bohyan as a sensitive, emotionally boo-booed hero who smiles when he showers. <laughs> yeah, he has a smirking shower in this one. <laughs> right? Like in like, the like second, looking- in like the second episode, too. It was like really early yeah, he's on. He's like thinking about the heroine and like how she kind of like amuses him. Okay. Uh, okay. He doesn't like know who she is yet, but um, so obviously I'm going to support on Bo Hyun. I like, just that's what i do so immediately that's why i was gonna watch it but i also love shin Sun. she was like so incredible in mr queen and a couple of the other things that i've seen her in so i wanted to see what she would do in a role like this and i mean what kept me invested was i thought there would be like obviously the plot we knew that she had these like previous lives and she remembers them and she remembers him from her previous life so we knew that but in like maybe this isn't really like a spoiler at all but um in the like second episode you realize that there's a lot more to this there's like a murder mystery um there's kind of yeah there's like these shady characters and you don't know their purpose yet and so i like that too because it felt like a fully fledged story and not just focused on the main leads. Right. Like, there's a big story to, like, the whole past lives part of it. But there's also Massive. a big story to what's happening in present day. So. Yeah. That's the, it, there's so much going yeah. on that it really does keep you invested. And there's so much happening in each episode. So, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> How come. No, no. You- read my question as written. Because I, I wrote, I wrote it to myself. This is not you writing it. I feel bad. No, 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 no. I want you to empower yourself to read it. These are my words. Okay. Leo, why do you suck? And how come you are so blocked on (laughs) See You in My 19th Life? So I have had, I've had six weeks to watch 12 episodes. I mean, we were going to do this right after it ended. Like we had it on the calendar so that we could be like, as soon as it ends, we're going to pot about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the reason we didn't was because of me. It's okay. And then it was like, well, Megan's going to London. Leah, just catch up and we'll do it when she gets back. And Leah promised that she would watch it on the plane when she went to Oregon. I did. I promised this. I did. I promised this. (laughs) I did none of it. (laughs) I have watched the first episode. Oh, you have? When we did did our summer blockbuster. When we had to choose between King of the Land or um, See You My 19th Life. Here's the thing. I do not have a rational, grounded in science or plot reason why. All I know is that every time I went to watch it. You watch something else. Every part of me was like, not today. And so that tells me that I'm I'm highly intuitive. I have to listen to the feels of the universe. <laughs> and at some point, this drama probably will mean a great deal to me. But not right now. <laughs> and I, ha- I have no reason. The promise sounds fine. I like the leads both quite a lot. Like, more than average. Yeah, you love Shin Hei Sun. 
Yeah, and look, I love Apo yeah, Hyun. And especially after, like, Yumi sells, he was, like, my guy. So I am, like, you know, they're probably my both in my top 25 percentile of faves. So I have, and I, do I have something against reincarnation? No. Past lives? No. <laughs> I have nothing against anything with this. It all looks good. And I, it was, like, it was like every time I reached out to watch it, the universe just took its hand and shoved me back and was like, no, <laughs> not you, not right. now. And when that happens, you listen. It's, it's, look, it's fair. I'm not yeah, mad 100%. Is it, yeah. I, I feel like it's fair for one reason and one reason only, because you haven't been able to watch it in high school drama except unless there's a zombie in it that's the only moral reason i can sleep at night yeah well i will just answer this now because you asked you know are are there any dramas that you have been blocked on to amy and i Mm -hmm. and yeah like i get very blocked on high school dramas i got super blocked on extraordinary you and i honestly still feel really bad and guilty about it like i truly do but it just (laughs) you should (sighs) I know. It's just I'm so kidding. I, well, I know, but I, I really feel do. well like No, I mean like But sometimes it's just it's just I don't know. I, it's weird because we like what we like and there's nothing wrong with that. It's not even But I I also like I like there are things that you guys watch that I won't. And it's not that I block. Mm-hmm. It's like I just can't I cannot let my eyes see the violence. Like I can't watch super gory. Mm-hmm. Human that's, stuff. That's, I can watch. That's completely. I different. can watch gory that's monster just, stuff. Yeah, that's why I yeah, said I can watch zombies. Do not watch bloodhounds for the love of God. No, no, I can't or, watch people or being mas- violent to people. Yeah, or mass girl. Like I was like, no. Amy would hate this. Like not. I, I like. I think you would actively dislike what you're watching and be well and really- it's also like i i don't watch stuff like that alone even right like so like the zombie stuff like i watch with my son like he watched he watched all of us are dead with me and you know he watched train to be with me like i need a partner for those things yeah so extraordinary you was like that i just can't i don't know man i had a hard time with that one and i don't it, i don't think it's the drama like i really that's the thing and and i i think that that's what leah is trying to say it's not it wasn't the drama. It was like where she was at, how she was right. feeling. She just wasn't in the mood for that. And like, I totally get, I get not being in the mood for, well, obviously we're going to talk about See You in My 19th Life, but it's a heavy drama. There's a lot of emotions. Every. I told you it gave me like an If You Wish Upon Me vibe. Right. 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 Which, which, Lisa, which Leah also didn't watch. And True. I don't remember why that, I think you and I just, that was another one where you and I just went like balls in on that one. You're like, Ji Chang Ook, of course we're going to. Yes. And sometimes it can be like that where it's an actor that you love, but something about just the whole concept isn't grabbing you. Or, yeah. Or like, know. you know, I get that like that too. I'm just like in a mood where sometimes, honestly, I'm not in the mood for like a light drama. Which maybe sounds crazy. Like sometimes no. I just like sometimes if it's like a lighter drama that's maybe a little like even slapsticky, and I like slapstick, but sometimes I'm just I'm like I really want something I can sing. Right, my I teeth need into. more than that. Like, yeah. and that's kind of where I am right now, and I think that's kind of why I'm loving the two that I'm watching, which is um, my lovely liar and Destined with You. That there's there's like you know light and heavy in both of them. Yeah, I don't. Like talking about being blocked, like 
as of right now, and of course things can change because we change our schedule like by the minute, but as of right now, we have... Um, Isn't it King the Land? We have King the Land on the schedule for next week. I haven't watched it yet. It just has not been on my list of things that I'm dying to watch, especially since, and I'll let Leah talk to this, but like Leah was hardcore loving it and then was just kind of meh by the end. Did you watch it yet? I fizzled out on it and like I can keep watching it. It was fine. There's just nothing about King the Land that makes me want to compulsively binge it, which is hard Ugh. for me. So especially when I'm watching something like My Lovely Liar, which I feel compulsive, come like I feel compelled to binge it. So it's hard. I, I think that we're just talking about King the Land, how yeah, you no, yeah. kind of fizzled. On, you you watched the whole thing and you were loving it, but then by the end you were like, "Yeah, it's good." And then Megan's saying how she fizzled. Yeah, I haven't finished. And I it haven't yet. even I haven't watched anything other than the first episode. I mean, it's just it's uh, you know obviously we started this podcast to talk about dramas we're watching, and so sometimes it just fe- yeah, and I don't mo- like an assignment is fine, and like I I you know I don't I don't mind that. But it is hard when... When other things are calling to you. Yeah. And especially because mm-hmm. this is something we do because we, like, right. love it. So I... Yeah. And especially, I mean, there's so much out there. So it's so hard. And again, sometimes I just watch something, like, random that I, you know, I don't know, feel called towards. Which Leah, like, she's like, I felt called towards watching My Beautiful Twice. Man. The- <laughs> Five, four times. Four times. And I get it. Four times... In total, I watched it. Back to I back. get it. So, yeah. I mean, I just can't. I'm never gonna like come down on either of you for being blocked on drama, mainly because like I know what it feels like, and it's it's frustrating. It's hard, and I hate watching something and feeling like I'm just not right into it. Like it's I hate, not, or mm-hmm. and it's and again, it's rarely the drama's fault. It's it's almost ninety nine point yeah. nine percent. It's it's just my emotional state, you know. The only thing that the only thing that mm-hmm. bums me out about it, and this again, this is nobody's fault. It's just the way that I feel is that when I love something so much and don't get to share it with one of you, you know what I mean? Like I know, like I f- yeah. like I feel bad, like I feel bad that Leah missed out on this. Like even I know it's your choice, but I feel bad that you missed out on it. I feel bad, Megan, that you missed out on Extraordinary You. I know. I don't think that you feel bad that I missed out on um, Strangers from Hell. <laughs> I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> You're fine. Trust me, you are fine. It's the same thing like out when I watched like Bloodhounds or Mask Girl. Yeah, it's funny because I obviously now. I think the three of us will, we don't always obviously watch the same things. No. But when I'm watching something, I do almost always think in the back of my mind, would Leah or Amy like this and why? Like, I know we have like the kind of the segment or series where we're like, sell me on a K-drama because I'm constantly thinking, is this something they would like? And it's not even for pod reasons. I want to share the joy of something that I really enjoy, but I also don't want to have them watch something that I don't think they're going to like, because we do have very different tastes. Well, and it's funny, because in in the early days of the pod, the way that this worked was like, we had, we had all watched the same like few dramas. And then we started basically like, picking the next drama as a group, right? Like, we're all gonna watch this. And we're all gonna watch this. And we like, we're buddy watching. Right. And it started to diverge with Healer and Mr. Queen. Oh yeah, and, that was yeah, that and was that was the like big, really that was like mm. the first I think the, the first sort of fissure. fork in the road. <laughs> 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 but like it was also, but I I mean, 
as much as we, you know, as we laugh about, you know, the whole Mr. Queen situation, like, what I do like about all that is we all got to find like our own paths in drama, right? Like we all got to realize we like some things that we like together and we like some things that we don't. I mean, we've converged on a lot still, I think. Like, oh, yeah, I love absolutely. it. I love it when we come here and we all are just like over the moon about something. Yeah. But I think this is interesting too. I mean, we're, when we, we'll we, when we aren't all on the same page. Yeah. I mean, we will get to it. There is a question that Leah asked later, like, do you think I would like this drama? And I actually do. And we, so we'll try to sell it oh, to yeah. her later. And I don't think I'm never going to watch it. That's the other thing. But I also don't mind being spoiled on it because I don't uh, think it matters. I, well, I mean, I think it can, but I think you would still thoroughly enjoy this. And most people would, even if you've been spoiled on Just it. Just to see the performance. The performances are very good. Yeah. Everyone put yeah. out their all into it. So. All right. Well, let's get into some more nitty gritty. And we are going to say that there's lots to address with this drama, but let's get into the most important part of all. And that is <laughs> why is Subway back <laughs> and promoting NK drama? <laughs> so did you notice Subway? Had you missed it? And are we going to be seeing more footlongs in the future? I wrote this script having not watched the podcast or not watched the drama, but I did a little research. And the first thing I saw when I was like Subway's reading about back. the drama was Subway's back, baby. You know what, though? I feel like it's just kind of ubiquitous and I don't notice it like ebbing and flowing. Like I, But like because you mentioned it in the script today, I was watching um, the latest episode of Destin with you and there's a Subway scene. So, you know, I, I don't know, like, ever since Kim Shin saved a man's life with a six-inch sub, like, Subway has been the OG product <laughs> placement for me. So, actually, you know, it goes even further back. Like, Chloe in Crash Landing and you, like, Yoon Sari connects with her co-workers, you know, when she makes it back to South Korea mm-hmm. in a Subway. So, like, let's face it, whether or not you eat Subway, it is magical in K-drama. Yeah. So, I think every mm-hmm. time a K-drama mm-hmm. character asks for double meat from Subway... <laughs> Kim Shin gets a pair of wings. Like, it's like. <laughs> and the thing is, Subway is such. Subway is such like a. Like, it's always kind of been like an inside joke in our house. Like, because n- none of us really like Subway. I used to like it when I was a kid, but I don't like it anymore. Shmubway? And, oh, sorry, Shmubway. And, but I am the biggest fan of Jersey Mike's. So I don't think you guys have Jersey. Do you? We have Jersey Mike's. Oh, do you? I've actually never had it. We have one right by my house, and I've never had it because I'm a Jimmy John's No, girl. I freaking love Jersey Mike's like you would not believe. And I, I started it, and then I got my daughter into Jersey Mike's, and then I got my son into Jersey Mike's. So now they all love Jersey Mike's, and finally Neil is, like, admitting begrudgingly that, like, Jersey Mike's is good. So, okay, yeah. Okay, question. Just yeah. quick question on Jersey Mike's. I'm bringing one back, but yeah. I've gotten the Philly steak. I don't like their hot stuff. Does that feel... No. Because I was like, I don't think that feels... No, absolutely not. No. Okay. No. So I... So the thing about Jersey Mike's is they slice the meat and the cheese like right there. They like take out the case, they slice it, they put on your sandwich. That's like their shtick, okay? And then I just saw that Subway is now slicing their meat like in front of you. That's like how they're like trying to compete. And you know what? Mm. Good for you, Subway. Like... I hope you recover in America because they don't. Obviously, they're kind of not doing super great. Um, <laughs> no, they're but not. they're clearly doing great in Korea. <laughs> so go Subway. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Okay. So 
that important detail out of the way. Yeah, sorry, I had to talk about my S- deli meats. <laughs> <laughs> See you in my 19th life goes all in on the tropes of past lives and reincarnation. So would you like to remember your past lives? Why or why not? And do you have any past life memories? I mean, so Faded Mates is my favorite trope, one of my favorite tropes. And seeing as how I'm single and still looking for my soulmate or twin flame or whatever you want to call this person, um, I want to know if he exists. So if I could tap into my past lives, like maybe I'll find out who he is and be able to find him in this life. So really, I only want to know about my past lives, like strictly for romantic reasons. Fair. <laughs> Not really care about anything else. Because everything else in my life right now, I'm I'm happy with it just the way it is. So before I watched this drama, I would have said like, absolutely, like, I want to remember all my past lives. That sounds really badass. Like, I wish I knew what it was like in the past because I'm a big history nerd but after watching this drama like I do not (laughs) like I I I do not painful it seems yeah it seems so lonely and painful and I don't want to know all the things GM did at like her young age that sounds like horrible to like be made to feel older than you are like you wouldn't fit in with your peers um I you know I liked being a carefree kid who like made dumb mistakes. Like that's how you learn, you know? And I don't want to have made those past mistakes in like the Joseon dynasty. Like I want to make those past mistakes. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? She also like remembers generations of people she lost. Yeah. That's our thing. And- like the, the pain. Yeah. Um, again, this isn't a, this isn't a spoiler. I mean, she has a lot of past lives, but in one of her past lives, um, she lost a child. And so she remembers the pain of like losing a child. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, and and to and to have those memories come flooding back between the ages of eight and yeah. twelve, like that's when her, like no, I mean it's it's odd. That's a horrible time. Yeah, it's odd because it's like uh, there's sort of like if I'm I'm going off on like a little bit of a tangent, but and I and I don't think this is a spoiler either. Um, she is like eight. She's like twelve, and she starts to remember all these all these memories, but she's still twelve. Like she sews right. like a twelve year old's mm, in her current brain. Life. She sews a twelve year old's body. So yeah, she's getting these memories, but I'm not sure that she fully can comprehend these these memories. And so she kind of has this like crush relationship with a Moon Soha as a child. And I saw like a few like negative comments that like, oh, you know this feels inappropriate because she's like an adult and he's like a kid, but I didn't feel that way. And first of all, it was like very innocent, like handholding type of thing when they're that age. But I still feel like they kind of show how as a 12 year old, when she starts to regain these memories, it's conflicting for her. And she doesn't actually know how to like process or handle it. And she still makes like, she still has kid actions. She still makes kid decisions. She's a little unique, but she's definitely still a child right. with adult memories, which I, I realize is different, but I do think she's still a child. Does that make sense? I was going to say, because, yeah, because for, from that respect, then, then that would mean that if they look at her as an adult that way, then when she is reborn and as a child chasing around like teenage Moon Soa, that they'd be okay with <laughs> with them getting together. Right. 
because like no she's a child then too like just because she remembers she's still a child right i mean leah you can answer this question do you want to remember your past lives you know yeah (laughs) leah's like sure i think so I think I would like to remember my past lives. I mean, especially with the premise that why would we have that would take it to be like, why do we have lives? Right. And so I'm going to go to like the, in- you know, the Indigo Girls song from Barbie, where it's like, you know, they're singing about, oh, no, I guess they're not singing about Closer, Closer to, fine. to Fine. No, I'm that's thinking. A- I'm, okay, so look, my non sequitur is that I was listening to Closer to Fine being like, oh, that's a good song. And then I listened to Galileo. It's not from which- Barbie, though. <laughs> No, no, okay, fine, fine, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I was it's like list- 30 years old. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. But I was like, I forgot I like that song. Okay, so I started okay. listening okay. to more Indigo Girls, and I was thinking, listening to Galileo, which is about yes. past lives. And then I was thinking about past lives recently. And so, all this to say that if we have past lives, they're for a point, which is to learn and grow and not repeat mistakes. And so, yeah, I would prefer to know that. So I'm not doing that again. Do I think I had a past life? I don't know. But sometimes I'm pretty sure I was a dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think that. I feel very much like I was a dude. Yeah. Take that for what you want. Right. <laughs> I don't feel like a dude. I will say I don't feel like a dude now. Not as like an apology. I don't now feel like a dude. But I think I would not be surprised if I was to like do a past life regression and found out I was like a hedonistic like lord byron type male probably i was i would be like yeah, you're like i yes. was probably toxic af <laughs> probably toxic <laughs> af probably moody af probably like in an opium den probably making bad choices and i'm rectifying it in this life i'm convinced that i was like a cat in ancient egypt like i was worshipped as a feline in Asian, I'm convinced, <laughs> I, and I don't care. If, I don't care what anyone says. I'm convinced that that was my past life. I, I mean, sure. Is, is that sounds better than being? So, a, do you think that opium? I was, I was like, have yeah. you downgraded yeah. now? <laughs> like being a human? This is absolutely like, a downgrade. Are you from kidding? being worshipped? <laughs> <laughs> from being worshipped in Egypt as like a cat? This is such a downgrade. <laughs> Take me back, Cleopatra. <laughs> All right. Well, what's another book or show that does a good job dealing with reincarnation? So I think I've talked about this book back in the day when we used to do book recs, but I'm going to talk about it again in case people have forgotten this one. And it is Daughter of Smoke and Bone, the series by Lainey Taylor. It has been my favorite series probably for the past decade. And it is all about reincarnation and magic and love and oh it's i mean like leah you Mm -hmm. can attest like it's so so great so good i need to read it yes you do isn't it the beginning it's like the isn't there like a thing at the very beginning once upon a time an angel and a devil fell in love it did not end that's it thank you okay i love that that's the first i love that that's so great so i actually wrote an reincarnation series you did and i loved yeah, I wrote a yeah. That, well, it's like I'm, I have two books out in the series, but it's all about reincarnated humans humans that have like a special DNA match with these like aliens, and basically when these humans are like aroused, they like produce kind of like an essence that like strengthens these aliens. It makes them like have like stronger powers, and they essentially like worship these humans. But then obviously there's there's vulnerability, and they're kind of like ripe for abuse. 
So that's like, that's, um, the one I wrote that's called The Stranger or The Guest with Claws. Okay. That was a reincarnation book. And I really enjoyed writing it. Do I think it's like an amazing reincarnation story? No. Like, I think I could Don't do diminish. Better. Don't diminish your I know. story. I'm, I am really proud of it, though. But one thing, and I was inspired by Love Between Fairy and Devil when I wrote it. And I would say that that is still one of my favorite kind of like reincarnation faded mate dramas. Okay. Cool. I, w- I didn't know you did that. So I'm actually, I kind of want to check it out. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to give one that's not a romance, but um, it's Cloud Atlas. So I don't know if either of you read the book or watched the movie. Um, it was oh. shortlisted for the Booker Prize. But essentially, it's kind of like, oh, I would say it's kind of like reincarnation, mind-bendy, a little bit of like speculative fiction. And um, so it starts with, uh, you know, a character in 1950 who is heading to um california from i think it's like south of new zealand like the chatham islands and so on the way um he starts getting treated for uh, a brain parasite and then like it starts to like just jump through different people's lives and it's like boomeranging through like time and space and eventually along the way you start to see how the characters connect and yeah it's a really cool book it's a fine movie the book is better by david mitchell but um yeah i recommend it it's a big complicated kind of like saga book that you know it'd be fun to like just jump into for something like winter break cool that sounds awesome yeah all right so okay here's a question i had since i haven't seen it is this drama quiet or not and does that impact your enjoyment usually quiet drama does impact my enjoyment um I think that this is kind of a mix. I think that this is a high concept, quieter drama. Like the overall idea is a pretty good hook, I think. Like the whole past lives thing. Um, but I think it plays out in a quieter way than I expected. And I don't hate quiet, but I need to love the characters and be able to connect. And in this one, I loved Moon Soa, which was An Bo-hyun and Ban Ji-um, Shin Hae-sun, as well as the whole like ensemble. So our second leads, um, Cho Wan, who is played by Ha Yoon Kyung and the adorably stoic Do Yoon, played by An Dong Gu. And so, it. so fun to have Shin Hae-sun and Cha Chung Hwa together. After, again, mm-hmm. after Mr. Queen. Um, except this time, Shin Hae-sun is Cha's uncle. <laughs> Cha chung Walt was so good in this. Oh, I freaking loved She's, her. Is she, like, ever not amazing? Like, I know. I love and it felt so good to see them together again. And they yeah. had, like, really great scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, I loved it. And, I mean, all I can say is, like, I agree I agree with Amy. It was interesting that it, yeah, I w- high concept, but it's but done in a quiet way. Even when you think there's going to be kind of like this big, either like fight or blowout, they find a way to like dissipate it, which makes me, I have to say like, in a way this was a comfort drama because of that. It never took me to a place that I couldn't handle. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Or or that it made me uncomfortable. Like, uh, Shin Hei Sun was just such a smart character because again, yes. she has all these like memories of past lives. She has skills. And so the way she like handled conflict was always so unique and, and different. And yeah, I mean, even like on Bohyan, we know he can like do action scenes. Um, and he had like his like one way of dealing with conflict was like 
pouring a beer on someone's head. Like, it's not, I think he, like, punched one person. Like, I mean, it was, like, very, like, not an action scene. And it was, like, smarter <laughs> fighting, It was. Too, right? You Absolutely. know what I mean? Like, he was, like, he was very composed. Like, like yeah. we're so, like, we're so used to seeing him sort of, like, going off the hook, like, you yes. know, when, when there's a fight. And this was very composed. And, and yeah, I don't... Like, cause there's some really high concept stuff. Like the, the past life stuff is super high concept. There is like a murder situation. There is a baddie, mm-hmm. but then there's also like a past life baddie, supposedly. Like you're not quite sure what's going on. And like, it's really, I would say, and this is not going to sell it the way that I wanted to, but it's really more of a character drama, I think. It is. Than it is like this whole like, like mystery. I mean, there is a big mystery to it, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the character. It's getting to know these characters and they're all so endearing. And look, I know that there's people who did not like this drama. So I'm talking about like how it hit for me, like in trying, like, cause it's been, you know, cause it's been a couple months since I watched, I was like looking some stuff up, um, to remember some things on the internet. And I found like some Reddit threads where people did not like this drama. So it's mm. not necessarily for everyone, but for me, it was all about the characters and I connected to every single one of them and love them. Yeah. I was willing, to, we'll talk about this, but I was definitely willing to forgive a lot of things because have how oh, yeah. drama. <laughs> there was some big like holes at yeah. the end. But and because I was how like, well, drama made me feel i'm i'm on yeah i mean you're yeah. you're not gonna find we're not we didn't dislike it so like you're not gonna find that in this podcast because both amy and i were really moved by this mm-hmm. drama yeah all right any comps i mean some good past lives ones that i've liked um obviously goblin i mean that's the og for me um tomorrow which is one that you i don't think you watch leah um tomorrow has some really i mean like I was so into the past life stuff in Tomorrow that I would have watched an entire drama on the past life stuff that happened in Tomorrow. Um, and it's two, it has to do with two Reapers and their past lives and how they're connected. And so, so good. Um, if you haven't seen Tomorrow, like the concept of Tomorrow is you become a Grim Reaper if you take your own life. Um, and you're, then you're supposed to help people like, cause there's, the, like anti-suicide re- reaper squad. And it was really like how it unfolded, how one of the main reapers, like what, caused her to become a reaper was i loved i mean i didn't love what happened but i loved this story and then another good one uh legend of the blue sea which i heard came up last week mm-hmm. <laughs> it did <laughs> and even though this isn't reincarnation if you wish upon me probably is a good comp if you're yes. talking about kind of like a similar feeling um and then if you do want some reincarnation love between fairy and devil but obviously that is completely different that is like a fantasy chinese drama right they're not even humans (laughs) yeah they're not even humans but i whatever if i have a chance to mention that drama i'm gonna mention it because it's 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 so fantastic yeah if you i mean if you love love between fairy and devil megan you would really love those laney taylor books like seriously like how quickly you just read the Catherine arden books like you you would really like the laney taylor ones yeah i did i but yeah you're right i i do need to read um, yeah, If You Wish Upon Me is a really good one. Like, just a very similar vibe. Again, where there, there wasn't like, it was more about the character growth than it was about a big story kind of thing. All right. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of every episode, which is our K-pop wreck of the week. Megan, what do you have for us this week? Yeah, so I'm so excited, actually, because just today, uh, Huasa 
released a new single and it's called I Love My Body. And look, it's fantastic, guys. It's just all about kind of like empowerment of loving your body. And by none other than like the queen herself, Hwasa from Mamamoo. Um, I love the lyrics. I I mean, of course, she's strutting around looking like absolutely fantastic. But then you know what? Everyone looks fantastic. If, if you love your body and you should. I would say I would have loved to see a little bit more body diversity in the video. Uh-huh. But there is a little bit more than we usually get in k-pop videos so i'm 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 gonna say i'm pleased, a step in the right direction a step in the right direction but it could have been better but i just i honestly like i finished the song and i kind of felt like giving myself a hug it's a wonderful song it feels empowering and i think it would make you feel good if you listen to it and if you watch the music video so yeah it's by huasa that's h-w-a-s-a and it's called i love my body I'm excited to listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. There should be no guilt or embarrassment in embracing the things that bring you joy, which is why the podcasts in the Studio Afterglow Network are tailor-made for you. Discover Afternoon of Delight, where three American writers examine Korean dramas through a writer's lens. Join Afternoon Army, a space for BTS fans over 30, looking for thought-provoking discussions and thirst-inducing content delve into the world of fruit with its bananas where the fruit maven shares how tasting new and diverse fruits led to her self-discovery joy and connection for asian drama enthusiasts seeking answers we bring you afternoon to asks where british chinese and korean american hosts dive into all your asian drama questions including special episodes under afternoon asks nd where neurodivergent straight talk and representation are prioritized breaking down ableist perceptions Studio Afterglow is just beginning, and we promise to keep delivering content that warms your heart and tickles your ears. Embrace your passions, find joy, and let us be your source of unabashed delight. All right. Well, now we are getting to the spoiler section of the podcast. Woohoo! And if you have not seen this drama, you can hang out like me and see what we've been missing, <laughs> or you can find out a little bit more. Which of the two leads resonated the most with you and why? So despite me not loving Mr. Queen, I did love Shin Hae-sun in that role and thought she was outstanding. And her emotional range really, really hit me in Soon My 19th Life. But An Bo-hyun, An Bo-hyun, <laughs> I had some sort of spiritual awakening with him. Like I've, I've liked him in everything that I've seen him in. But like Megan, you can attest to like all the messages that I sent you in Slack. <laughs> But like, even when he was sad, showering second male lead in her private life, I was team Ryan Gold when I was watching that drama. But now, like, I get it. Like, I truly get it. Like, I am 100% in my An Bohyun era. Yeah. And what's, I look, I've gotten messages. It's not just you. I've gotten messages from other, other listeners who were like, oh, I Who had get the it same, now. like, awakening, right? I know. He is, just very good. Like, I don't know how else to tell you. He's just very, he can do a lot of different roles. And for such a big dude, like he's tall, his shoulders are incredibly broad. He can do this like vulnerable kind of like puppy dog face like so well. Just on a quick side note, I'm sorry, because this will interest Leah, but he, because of the news that he's dating Jisoo from Blackpink, a lot of his- the news that almost killed Leah a couple podcasts mm-hmm. right. ago. Yeah. <laughs> so 
the broadcast stations on YouTube in Korea have been like very busy uploading clips of variety shows that he's been on. Like they have wasted no time. They know what's going on. And so they keep showing up now in like my recommended. And I don't think we all realize that this man is like the definition of the competency trope. He can do anything. He talks about how he's lived on his own since he was like 17 or 18, which, you know, in Korea, that's obviously a little bit more. That's kind of unique. A lot of times uh, they're still living with their parents and he can cook for himself like completely like he takes care of his own home he talks he's very thrifty and frugal uh so obviously he's got like a he probably did not have a lot of money when he first moved to seoul he renovates his like homes himself like he brings his friends from busan that's where he grew up and he brings them in and they like renovate his houses himself because he's like and he's like very proud of how much money he saved and i'm just like if this is not attractive then like i don't know know what attractive is like he is just he's extremely competent they have they show him like camping he's got like he's got everything he knows how to do everything like oh my god i bet he takes care of jisoo so well like good good for you girl (laughs) so um yeah i mean oh god i will say Again, obviously, I'm like the most massive on Bohyun fan. I knew I was gonna like him, and I knew I was gonna like Shin Hae Sun. But the way Shin Hae Sun played this role mm-hmm. took my breath away. Mm-hmm. So she starts out. We're in the spoiler section now, but she starts out like I wasn't sure what to think of her character because it's like a little one note because she's like, oh, she's like confident. She has all these skills from her past life. She's smart. She's very ma- obviously mature for her age. But then we get to see some of the vulnerability from her um, when she sees her mom from her past life, from oh her gosh. 18th life. And she kind of almost has like a flashback where she's like talking to her mom. And I think she has to mourn the fact that she couldn't just be like a little yep. girl. Like there's that scene where, where she sees her mom. Right. And you don't realize that the first time you're watching it, she imagines that her mom comes up to her and says, you said you would visit me again. Right. Like, are you my Juan? And it's this beautiful reunion. And then you realize that she's imagining it all. She's imagining it. And Ugh. she's just hugging herself. She has her arms yep. wrapped around herself and she's crying. And Ad Hyun walks up to her and he's like, are you? Because he's like never seen her like that. And he's like, are you okay? And she has to kind of like firm up and like pretend that everything's okay. And it was like, I think that was the turning point in the drama for me where mm-hmm. I was like, oh okay that's what we're doing with this character well now you're gonna get me because i just felt like the de- the depth of it it was just a what such a well done well written scene oh and I was, so good and i yeah. love that that was where we were like okay they're really going to this isn't just a simple like oh this woman wants to protect this man she knew from her previous life i i realized then we were really going to get into like the backstory of her character we were going to give her depth and boy did we give her depth <laughs> like oh. i mean that scene that scene hits on so many levels too because at first i got super emotional cuz i'm like oh my gosh her mom remembers her mm. like you know what i mean like her mom remembers that she said that she you know has past lives and that she'll come back and then when you realize that she just imagined it all, it's like that much more heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, so good. It was so yeah. good. Um, how did you find the storytelling techniques and narrative choices in encompassing all the lives? <sighs> I adore how her past lives were incorporated. It was like, it wasn't just like knowing, 
like language or skills or um, experiencing important memories. Like it wasn't just brought in for like plot devices. It was really incorporated into who she was as a person, which it should have been. Like, I think like I, I would have expected that, but when you realize how hard that was to bring into the narrative, to bring into her story, to bring into her character of who she was, I mean, I think that's a hard thing to write. Oh, yeah. And there's a scene where it's towards like the end. So everything is really weighing on her. And there's a scene where she's crossing, walking across the bridge, a bridge, and all the figures of her past lives are following her. Like they're walking behind her. And by this point, you like know these past lives because she's shown up. We've seen them all in flashbacks. These, these people are almost like fully fledged characters from her past mm-hmm. lives. And they're, they're walking behind her kind of like this like train of memories that she has to carry along with her every time she's reincarnated. And it was such a great scene because we could visualize all those lives as well as we can also see like the weight of those lives that GM carries in the present. And I just thought it was such a smart way to show it. But then the writing is what made us feel the emotion, the weight, and then also Shinhei Sun's acting. Yeah, what it, what you're talking about with like how hard it is to fit that all in, like every time they flashed back to a past life, it fit what was happening in the present. Mm-hmm. So like it all connected. And so to be able to like, I don't even know how you come up with that, right? Like how you come up with like, well, here's what's happening in her present. So let's have this have happened in her past to sort of inform the way she's reacting to this thing now, like just so, so well done. And I really, really liked that they like her past lives, like like, it could have very easily been like all Korean past lives. And they were like, she was all over the place, all over the world. So I love that. Like she knew how to like flamenco dance and you know, like all this different stuff. Like she just had like, in she that, knew that, Arabic because yes, was, like yeah. she just had this like world of experience mm-hmm. that she's carrying around with her as like you know a thirty year old woman. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was. It was. It was so cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, what part of the story elicited the biggest emotional response for you? I think Megan and I are kind of in the same part of the story here. But when so when Banjiam fully remembers her first life, which is what she finds out is like one of the steps she needs to take to free herself from the curse of remembering all her lives and all the people she lost along the way. She witnesses her own sister's murder and realizes it happens because of something that she did. And like her complete and utter devastation that we witness both in the past, like we see it like when it's happening to her in the past and in the present, because she's reliving it, she's hold the way that she the way that she goes back to her first life is by holding these shaman bells, um, and she's holding the bells and fully reliving it as the person she was nineteen lives ago. And of course, like in her first life, everybody in her first life looks exactly the same as they do in her current life too. So that makes it even harder that like her sister now in this life. Uh, well, it's actually her sister from one past life ago that she has reconnected with. But that sister is the one who, you know, who she lost. And her, comp- like, I, it was like visceral, like her reaction, and then my reaction to her reaction, like, I was a sobbing mess, mm-hmm. like for that. Um, It was so powerful. And I, and that was when I was like, all right, Shinhei Sun was amazing with what she did in Mr. Queen. But I didn't know that this was in there, too. 
like so crazy good. She was so good. Yeah, I mean, it's the same scene for me. It's this is the first life in like, you know, what, 19 lives ago. (laughs) And she's begging for her sister's life. And then obviously she has, you know, an absolute meltdown uh, when she's holding her dying sister who was murdered. And first of all, the memory itself was just incredible. The way they bring that back and the way she starts to like half remember it in like little bits was really, really cool because it keeps you watching. You're like, what is this full memory? What does this have to do with her present life? Like, so freaking cool because An Bo Hyun's there in this like past life wielding a sword. And of course, you're like, uh, of course, me, I'm like, well, now I need An Bo Hyun in some sort of like freaking historical with a sword. But anyway. <laughs> Shin Tae-sun played the grief and rage so well as she vowed to get vengeance on her sister. And then when the realization kicked in, in the present day, that she had placed this curse on herself was incredible. Because that's what we learned, basically, is that she's like, I will get vengeance for my sister's life, like, in any life I can. And I'll so fi- in why- any life I can find you, I will find and, you. Yeah, and I in will any life I can her. find you, I will find you. And that's essentially she places the curse on herself. And that's why she can remember all her past lives. And, and it's not An Bo Hyun who kills her sister, by the it's way. It's not. <laughs> she thinks it is at first, but it's not. And of course it's not. I was no, like, no. Mm, no, I know you can't get past that. <laughs> she even thinks that she's going to be okay with it. Like, no. Yeah. But he looked great, by the way. Yeah, he did. Uh, with the long hair. Anyway, um, yeah, it was just, I mean, there was a lot that elicited an emotional response, but I would say that was the part that, you know, really made me sob. Yeah, it was so powerful. So, so good. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite scene? It's such a short drama. It is. <laughs> you know, like, so I'm going to go with something a little bit lighter for a scene that I really loved. Um, and it's when they dance on the beach. And... So there is this scene where it's just, um, Banjiam and Munsoa, um, outside on the beach and they're, they're not romantically really anything yet. I mean, the way she comes on the scene is she has been trying to find, since she was reborn and realized who she was, she's been trying to find her way back to him. And she has now gotten a job at his hotel and has basically like been super forward and been like, why don't you just date me? And he's like, who are you? Like, you weirdo. But they're outside. It's this beautiful, sunny, like the beautiful sun, like coming off the water. She's wearing this pretty red sundress and a white cardigan. And she just, she's like, let's dance. And there's no music. There's nobody there. And they just start dancing on the beach. And I just, it was cinematically gorgeous. It was super romantic and I loved it. I actually like the part where he's like drunk and he, that's when he first mm-hmm. is like really starting to be interested in her. And that's also when I started to get like the vibes where I was like, oh, she's gonna like care for him. And it felt kind of cool. I, I kind of kept thinking the whole time I was like, what if they like swapped it? And like, he was the one who remembered his past lives. And she was like the, you know, heiress with trauma or whatever. But I actually liked it this way. I liked, I liked it, it this a, lot. Way a lot. I did. I would say that was my favorite. And I liked, I mean, it's weird, but I liked all the times he just plopped into the pool fully clothed. Like, there was something very cinematic about the way they shot those, too. I mean, it was silly in yeah, some ways, but also, like, like, when he's just, like, in a full suit, like, sitting on the bottom of the pool with his legs <laughs> crossed, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and how that's long how he deals with this trauma. Film? Yeah, that's how, how long deals- did that take to film? I, know. I was like, oh, my God. How many pools did this guy have to go in? <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. So, what did Leah miss out on the most? 
Her Anbojana era. Yeah. I, I look, mean, here's the thing. This is my dispute. I know. Yumi sells. Yumi sells. Yumi, Yumi sells. sells one and two. He's phenomenal. Hell. I'm not saying he's not great, but like here he gets to be the romantic lead and get an ATA. Okay. <laughs> Finally. He doesn't get shot in the head. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not a sad showering second lead. No. I, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I agree. Uh, I do think Leah would have loved, I think, the past life. For sure. Past, that would have been her, like, up her alley. I think she would have liked to see all the, the past lives. Mm-hmm. But then the drama surrounding her first life and how it plays into her second life. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the her drama of life. her. The trauma of her first life and how it plays into her 19th life. And then one thing we didn't talk about yet, which again, I think Leah would like, that's why I'm including it here is the second, the second row, secondary oh, romance. Yes. 100%. The secondary romance was, I mean, chef's kiss incredible. So first of all, Leah, the second male lead, he had a romance with, uh, Shin Sun's or Ban Jiyum's sister from her 18th life. So that was the romance. So it wasn't like a second male lead. It wasn't a love mm-hmm. triangle. It was a secondary romance. First of all, she was like great. I loved her. She was like this like florist. Although it was really funny because every time they would like she was total her. sunshine. Yeah, she was total sunshine. But it was funny because every time they like show her, she's not like doing anything with her flowers. She's like wandering around with like yeah. a, with like gloves on. I'm like, you're not in this huge greenhouse. <laughs> in yeah. this huge greenhouse, it was just really funny. But anyway, he so many clenched fists. The zoom in on the, on like the Arthur clench fist, so many. And it was just, it was the very typical, like she is, she was like a wealthy, I don't know if she was necessarily a tra- che ball, but she came from a wealthy family. And his father was, um, essentially kind of like in a servant job. So he was, was a driver. Which, he was the driver. Yeah, he was a driver. He died in the, he died, we never even talked about the, cra- the car crash. Oh, like that. she well, dies on lot. top of him. Yeah. She <laughs> dies on top of him. That was the trauma. Yeah. yeah. We do need to say that Anbo Hyun's trauma is big and is worthy. Big, relevant, and worthy. Like if I were him, I would be fucked up for life too. So I mean, this woman who this girl, his first love, his first crush, dies on top of him in a car accident, and he's basically stuck with her dead body until help comes. It's awful. And, and then, then as an adult, he learns that that car crash was intentional and meant to hurt him and instead he survives he has hearing loss he survives and she dies and his best friend whose father is the driver father dies yeah so the secondary male lead is his best friend and it's his father who died in the crash and so he is like I can't date you because we have completely different social statuses. And I know that that's like, Leah loves that. And you see Um, him, you see him getting shit on a lot too. Yeah. He's like really, yeah, he's shit on by all her friends, all her like high society friends are like, Oh, you're low class. Which I was like, he has a job. (laughs) What do you do? Loser. Like I was like, I hate this, but whatever. But I mean, like he never smiles. He never smiles. He takes care of his younger brother. Like hooks. He like, yeah, he has a house for his younger brother. I mean, the whole thing is like, he is such a good dude. And the romance, I actually did not think that this romance was going to, I thought something was going to fuck it up. Like, I was like, I don't know if they're going to get any sort of happily ever after. And when they did as the second dairy 
uh, romance, I was so friggin' thrilled because he deserved it. Like, it was interesting, too, because, like, he was just so, like, dour for, like, most of the drama and, like, pen up, you know, like, very repressed. Mm -hmm. And then when he finally, like, allowed himself to love her, then he was, like, all smiley. And I and I love that actor. And actually, I saw him in... He's in Our Beloved Summer. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't remember that. Well, he is, um, I saw him just in like a, sort of like a little Netflix segment that he did with the cast. So with Shin Hai-san, An Bo-hyun. And he's actually incredibly charming and charismatic and funny. Like as, as a real person, which is completely different from his, uh, character on the yeah. show. But Good he's, actor. he's great. Dong-hoo. I mean, the secondary romance is so good. Very, it very is. good. And I'm glad we got it because there was so much angst. Oh, so it was so angst. Yeah. And there's you know angst, on both, uh, angst in both romances. I mean, because he was super angsty. Actually, Ango Hyun is super angsty. The men are very angsty in this drama. Angsty. And I was there for it. <laughs> you know what? I forgot. One of my favorite scenes was actually like the amusement park where they like meet at the amusement park and stuff. I liked all of that, too. She wanted him to go on a date with her. And she's like, meet me at the amusement park. Yeah. And she went there every night at the time she told him to meet until he was ready to meet. Because he was like, no, I'm not going to date you. I'm not going to date you. And he finally yeah. just shows she up one night. every night until he was ready. But this is all based on, like, them being 9 and 12. And, like, and her dying on him. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're babies. <laughs> they but were. he's never gotten over yeah, it. He's never got. And I think, well, this is the thing. His mom his, died, too. Yeah, like, so his mom died. And then he leaned on her. And then she died and he blamed himself for her death. And, and, and that like first love was like built up in his head. And I mean, I mean, true. He grew into like all, all the man that is on Bohyun, but he was still, but he, he fell in love with her. What her. I, what I love, I love when they do this with past lives. He fell in love with her as Bonjium and then found out yeah. that she was. Yeah. They did a good job with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I guess we can talk about the ending, because that was, the, I think the ending was where some people fell a little out of love with the drama. And I, like, I, that's fair. I think some of our patrons had similar comments. They were like, mm. you know, it's because they had to squeeze it into 12 episodes, right? So, yeah, like, that, I will say that's my beef. This, yeah. this, King the Land could have been 12. I didn't even finish it, but I bet it could have been 12. See You in My 19th Life should have been 16 full episodes. It truly, mm. like, there was, absolutely enough plot to carry. Right, they had to squeeze the resolution in really fast, and I think that's why we have so many holes, and that's why it was, like, way too neat and pretty first. Because she, when she finds out that the way to get rid of remembering her past lives is she has, she forgets her past lives, but she'll forget everybody she knows in the current life, too. And that should be super sad, but they resolve it so quickly and easily. He's like, don't worry about it, I've got a plan. (laughs) And I mean, we'll fix it. It's cute. Like he approaches her just like she approached him. Like you know, you yeah. Know so me. So you basically, she loses. Me. Yeah. So because at that point, she basically has amnesia. I mean, she doesn't remember her past lives, but she doesn't remember. This is what's. This weird. is where the holes are. So this what, what, what happened to your the past three months of your life? You you're li- you were living somewhere different. You had a different job, and now all of a sudden, at the end, she's back in her old job, as if nothing ever happened, and it's. 
Like, what yeah. happened when she walked across the bridge, which is when that was basically saying goodbye to all her lives, when she walks across the bridge, what happened when she got to the end when she's like, oh, what am I doing at this bridge? Like, right, like how does she know she has a job? Like, her, <laughs> like, like her select is basically like her memories that she lost are selective. Like, her memories are only the people. Okay. But, like, that's weird. Like, it's, it's it didn't fully make sense. Like, everyone was like, well, People at her job would have been like, right? Um, <laughs> you haven't been here. <laughs> like you went and worked somewhere else. Yeah, and weren't you like dating the CEO? Like, and she would have been like, "What are you talking about? I wasn't dating him." Like it was so weird. But but it made me that I would say like I cried. Oh my god, I cried so hard. I I truly did when they all because she had done obviously so much for like the people in her life and the fact that they like all rallied yeah. to then support her was a lot for me to handle and like I to stage cried. meetings with her so that like you know like her sister so that they could become friends again and yeah yeah and then she dated moon soha again and it was just it was a lot but it was so i get it dude were there plot holes like absolutely yeah i mean but you know what i don't really give a shit right it was it was so going back to it giving me um, If You Wish Upon Me vibes, there was some silly ass shit going down oh. in some of If You Wish Upon Me, but I didn't care because of how much it moved me emotionally. Yeah. Same. And so that's where I am with this. Like, yes, there is some some ridiculous shit that went down at the end, and I don't care. Yeah. I don't care either. I don't give a shit. I don't, I, like, just, like, go ahead and gaslight me. I know I've said that before. <laughs> Go ahead, gaslight me. I will believe what you tell me. And because, yeah, the drama moved me so much. I was so emotionally invested because it was, it wasn't, I didn't care about the logistics. It was the fact that all right. those people in her life were willing to work so hard for her. They, they knew how hard it, they knew how difficult it was for her to remember her past lives and how, um, it was important to her. To be able to, like, be at peace. Right. They knew it was important to her. So they were like, well, we're willing to put in the work then to meet you again. And it, so that's that's what I was fine with. Because I was like, you know what? You got me emotionally. Actually, if you tried to make it make sense, I don't know if I would have been swept up as emotionally. You know right. what I mean? So, look. I still loved it. I don't care if there are plot holes. I just don't give a shit. It was great. No. I mean, look, we started our K-drama journey by buying into a woman paragliding through a tornado from South Korea to North Korea. Yeah, I mean, And like, on, if people. you can be okay with that, then you can be okay with anything. <laughs> I mean, what do you want? What do you want us to fair. do? Like, right. Very, very fair. <laughs> so, I mean, look, all I can say, Leah, I think, I think one day you'll be in the mood mm -hmm. for it. I think so too. And then, and then you'll love it. And I think by that time, you'll have completely forgotten any, everything we said about it. I mean, I'm still kind of vaguely that's... confused and I'd like to see all the different past. Like, I didn't ask a lot of pressing questions because I don't want to know. No, and it was also I'm interesting to listen at, to the spoiler section, having not watched the drama. And I don't think I feel super duper spoiled. That's good. I mean, that's we, cause basically, if we, you didn't watch the drama, we don't want you to be spoiled. But if you did watch the drama, then you're going to know what we're talking mm -hmm. about. And we didn't even get into what supposedly happens to people from your past lives if you reconnect with them. Oh, I mean, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. 
And she so. has this, like, baddie, and that's who gave... I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And I feel like we can't cover all that. No. But we can cover the fact that... It moved us. How it moved us. Like, our, like the pod is about our reactions. It's not, like, a summary of the of the drama, right? We don't really do that. No. But, um, yeah, that is actually interesting, Leah. Like, now I kind of... Maybe... I need to listen to the Full Extraordinary You podcast. I listened to the beginning, I think. I am sad that you... That you don't know that drama. Did I? No, I didn't listen to the whole thing. Oh, here's a funny thing, because, Megan, you you watched True Beauty, right, Megan? No. You did. No, it's high school. Okay, so Bronte is a big (sighs) True Beauty fan, and I've been promising her for almost three years to watch True Beauty. Anyway, she was rewatching it recently. There's an extraordinary you giant Easter egg. Yes. Yeah. I brought this up, I think, when we were... Well, I forgot again. Talking about extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, there's. She yeah. said that you hear like the page turn and that like, yeah. yeah. And she was like, so she called me while I was at work and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I actually, she's watching it again. Yeah, she was rewatching it mad because I hadn't seen it and then was like, and there's this extraordinary. So I get shit at home too. Like, why? Why aren't you doing the thing? I'm not saying I do think one of these days I will want to watch it. I think. I forget what I was, I think I was watching something at the time. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, you guys know I'm like a mood watcher too. And so it's, I don't know. Yeah. But let's real quick, we have like five more minutes. Let's just mention what we're watching now. Okay. I am current on My Lovely Liar and Destined With You. I'm watching two happening right now dramas and i love them both but i can't even with rowan in destined with you like i i don't want to spoil anything because i really want you guys to watch this but he's so good in this so good i am watching my lovely liar and i fucking love it i am behind on two i have to catch up i'm two episodes behind i yeah i just i think it's great and if it's sixth landing, I will be so ecstatic because it's really great. So I started my lovely liar before both of you and said, put the slap bracelet down. You made it so far. <laughs> um, I, I started my lovely liar before both of you said to watch it. You did. Got a few episodes in, liked it. Okay. Jumped out, have not come back. So That's that fair. to be said, I've been kind of like aimlessly bouncing in and out of the beginnings of a few dramas since this, like my beautiful man, uh, you know, thing that took me over. And so I finally have broken my hangover. I hope it holds. I have a good feeling and it is call it love. Oh, so right, I got right. a Hulu subscription okay. to watch it. I am one and a half, yeah. halfway through episode one, something happened and I was like, mm, I'm liking this and now I'm into it. So I don't know if it's for you. K-drama this, Sarah was like, I can't wait till you all watch it and pod together. And I was like, Sarah, I have no moral standing (laughs) to ask anything of anyone. So I will not be requesting this. I am happy to talk about it and pod on it, but I will not be like putting something on the schedule for folks to watch. I'm, I will consider it though, because I have heard a lot of good things about it. I just, I'm just, I'm very into my lovely liar right now. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I like the romance. I like the murder mystery. 
Um, I, again, I'm two episodes behind, but I think it is, it's, it's getting real juicy, basically. Murder mystery wise, it's getting juicy. So. Yeah, there's some good stuff. Yeah. There's but some good stuff. Look, if- I don't know what, I don't know who I suspect. I mean, I, I do suspect. There is some someone I suspect for sure, but I don't know if I'm going to be right. Yeah, it's actually, it's fun watching it with Amy right now because we're like trading theories back and forth. And like, I always love a drama that I can do that with, where, that that gives me that opportunity to be like, well, who done it? Like, it's really fun. I love talking over theories with Amy. Like, we've been messaging privately um, about it. and But we're both like, we, we both love it. And there's so many soccer references Yes, and that's fun, and that's what I was enjoying. Uh, yeah. So it's cute, and it's it's cute also because like they like different yeah, and that's teams, fun too. Oh. and so they like punk each other and stuff, and that's it's cute. fantastic. Yeah. I fucking love yeah. it, and like I like I'm super into that. So everything about it is just yeah, it's really it's really delightful. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about See You in My Nineteenth Life. I know we did not cover everything we can on that drama, but like so much happened, guys. <laughs> Right. And it, it could have been, it could have been more. Like, it's one of those dramas that I wish was more than 12 episodes because it felt too short. Yeah. But it was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Cause yeah, I don't think we spoiled actually as much as I thought we would. No, not at all. Okay. So, well, yeah. thank you, everyone. I have to go pick up my kid from water polo in the pitch black. So, oh, have fun. Right. Time to go. Annyeong. Kamsamnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to AfternoonOfDelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!